Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Okay, how are you? Tired. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a reason for it. I just am. <laughs> well, I think that's... It's a Sunday. You can be tired on a Sunday. It's... Um, yeah, I actually did go into work because, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Why not? Yeah. Why Why have one job when you can have two? <laughs> it's like that meme about the tacos. I don't know if that is a relevant meme anymore. That, yeah, it is. I mean, that commercial came out, like, in 2010, probably. It's still relevant in my life. Yeah. Let us know if that's still a relevant meme, listeners. Um, I, I've been poopy, but not for the reasons you think. Yeah. Um, so I have a report. I think I mentioned that Hobbit went to the emergency vet. Mm -hmm. Um, we got the news back. Crystals are gone from his bladder. And um, he's going to be on like a liquid, not a liquid, a, a wet food diet from now on to sort of prevent those from coming back. Um, yeah. It's most likely from the stress of me going and then I immediately like went on a trip this weekend. I'm going on a trip next weekend. Like he's okay. Um, <laughs> and we also heard back about his heart murmur. They did the blood test to see if it was like heart failure or just like a heart murmur. And that blood test came back. And it's the, the, basically the vet said, we don't think this will affect his like quality of life. So that's good. And good I, news I've, for the boy. Yeah. I've had a cat with a heart murmur before. Um, and she passed away of kidney failure. So <laughs> like <laughs> pulling a fast one on you. Psych. I mean, kidney failure is pretty common in cats. Um, just yeah. cause it's, they aren't a species that's like evolved to stay hydrated. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is one of the problems with, uh, uh, like, why I guess I'm now a wet food advocate, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm a fed coo- uh, I'm a fed cat, give your cat food, and maybe give him a secondary yeah. water source if that might help him stay more hydrated, because if your food- Yeah, sometimes they like running water, or- Yeah. You know. Give your cat the best care you can, and if you're running into issues- uh, look for local resources or online resources. Then earlier this week, diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Diarrhea on, in each, we got, in each of the three litter boxes, diarrhea on the ground. Um, I came home from work and my cousin is wiping diarrhea off the floor and walls. Oh, my gosh. And she's just like, I'm so sorry hobbit's in the bathroom i took the rug out he's just in there <laughs> and i was like and she was still on the clock like she had to in the middle of a, a, a work call she hears what's happening oh God. is happening in the kitchen in the kitchen we have a, a kitchen litter box and she's just like hi i'm hey guys sorry i have to hop off um one of her cats is sick and uh, he like ran and apparently hid in my room, but uh, he didn't get anything in my room. That's good. Um, after he destroyed our, um, he, it was like it was like when he was a kitten. He like got it on his back legs and just got everywhere. Yeah. And then, so I get home, and I'm like, go back to work. And I, I she had already cleaned up like a lot of it. Bless and her. so I cleaned it up, and then I cleaned up Hobbit. Um, he did. He had a very upsetting bath. They kept trying to escape the bathroom as I was like taking off the like the shower curtain because I was like trying to I was trying to get like the least amount of obstacles oh. between me him and the bath oh. um, that I would have to later wash, um, but then I was we were both supposed to go to um, a thing this weekend at my sister's house, and my cousin Cat, uh, if you're listening, you're the best person ever, graciously allowed me to go on my own and stayed home and watching the cats, which was a good thing because then KK Hobbit's big brother ended up getting diarrhea too. Wow. So like we're, we're like 90% sure because they're both like been active and eating and like happy that it's because we were trying to like slowly incorporate dry food back into Hobbit's food to try and like 
because he's been on wet food only because of his uh, urinary issue. Yeah. And we think we like did it too fast for his ah, sensitive tum tum. He is kind of a sensitive and guy. So now. Yeah, and 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 then I think KK just like got stressed, um, because <laughs> me too, you know, felt left out. Like yeah, yeah, like literally, I think he just was like, "What's happening?" Because like this guy keeps going to the doctor, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm upset now. And I would say KK's a great big brother. Like when Hobbit has him feeling good, he's like so good about giving him space, and oh. like not messing with him. Like when. Hobbit came back from the vet the first time. He was like, I'm going to play with you now. And I was like, please don't. I know he smells weird, but he's so freaked <laughs> out right now. Um, but overall, they're totally fine. Just just, just poop-a-palooza, which is not the place I want to be. No, that's not a fun festival. Yeah, th- thankfully my, my cousin is entirely working from home still and has been keeping an eye on it so i'm indebted to her forever yeah yeah especially since it's her birthday coming up poop debt happy birthday <laughs> happy birthday oh yeah, you gotta get her something real nice i'm gonna like make her a cake i don't Ooh, litter box cake i don't know what i'm gonna get her. <laughs> no a spice cake just with like chocolate syrup all over it instead of like the tootsie no, rolls no god i'm sorry i'm i think worst. that's the exact opposite <laughs> but um, you can do magic gel it's like I'm, I'm getting. I'm gonna make her a spice cake because she likes that kind of cake. So, um, do you have any poopy news, or do you want to talk about what we're reading? Um, no, I, everything's been pretty good here. I mean, my guy's been recovering from his neuter. Yeah, and he's good. I he's mean, still doing good. Is he? Is he keeping that cone on? Uh, mostly. I hopped out of the shower yesterday, and I looked in my bedroom, and he's just on my bed without the cone, and the cone's next to him, and he just looks at me and sort of like in his tail, Nude. right? He's just like, hey. Ugh, so pleased with himself. It's like, oh, you little rascal. But I mean, it's it's mostly healed. Um, Probably keep... Has Amir decided he's not an alien? Um, mostly, I think. They were actually, they were outside yesterday, because I have the, the fence around my yard is high enough that the cat can't mm-hmm. jump out, so... I, I let her come out oh. supervised, which she, you know, loves. It's like her you favorite. You should get... Okay. Please stop. Please stop. He keeps eating all of my masks. <laughs> he's trying to sabotage me from going back to work. Get sick. He's, Stay home he's, forever. Like, for real. He, like, has a plan. Um. He, my sister has a cat tent. You should get something like that. Oh, yeah? I just worry about coyotes or hawks. Oh, I mean, I'm always out and back with her. I'm. She, That's she, She's never That's unsupervised, true. and Vincent's always there. Know. You know, half a step behind her to her dismay. I suppose my sister uses her big cat tan for all three of her cats because she's always outside with them too. What are you eating? What are you eating up there? <laughs> but uh, she was out there. We were out there yesterday, and he was. Uh, she was walking around and he was following her and then he wanted to play so he was like I want to play and she was like no so she tried to run inside and missed and just whammed into the glass door it was open it oh, was God. open she just missed oh poor thing oh, she's God. fine though she's she has a hard head yeah she she does please don't knock that over Okay, he's just now he's just chewing on the hook that I hang my masks on. The metal hook. What is wrong with you? You're gonna crack a tooth. I'm I'm still chugging along through uh Nova yeah. the Ninth. Yeah. Um I'm I've been trying I like only have like two hundred pages left and yesterday like before I had D D on like Friday, I like was like sitting down and trying to read and I read for like a couple hours, but I still only like got through like forty pages, and like stuff's getting insane. And I've been bringing it to bringing it with me to work and like reading on my work breaks, yeah. so I look like I look unhinged. I'm sure to, like all my coworkers because I'm sitting there like annotating, and I've killed a highlighter already on this book, and I'm about to kill a second one. Yeah. So, so I am I am close reading. So it's I'm trying to get it done though. I'm trying to get through it. Um. No, oh, hey, take your time. It's a lot to absorb. Yeah. H- how about you? What you, what you got on um, the slate? So I was 
I was trying to find something that I wanted to um, listen to because I, I can I can really listen to audiobook during work, which is great. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, you know what I want more of in my life? I want more Moira Quark because she does the Gideon. Um, she does the Gideon cover books. No, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, my roommate doesn't talk to me. Um, no, Moira Quark does the audiobooks. For, oh, okay. Uh, the Lock Tomb and amazing. If you like audiobook, it's an art. Um, she does so many different characters. Like, I. It's hard to believe sometimes that there's just one person narrating those books. It's insane. It's crazy, like, how much an audiobook can change. Um, like, I saw someone talk about how, like, they loved, like, the book version of a book, but, like, the audiobook, like, they couldn't get into. It's yeah. Like, it's just crazy how, like, the capabilities of the narrator can change that. Yeah. I Did you ever read the Pendragon series? Bobby Pendragon? It was pretty cool. That sounds so familiar. I don't know. He, like, went to different worlds, and, uh, there was a cat girl, which was cool. Um, Maybe? I told my dad to read it, because he had, like, a two-hour freaking commute. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you should read this. And I got him the audiobook from the library, and he comes back to me, and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. The narrator did the voice for Bob the Builder. <laughs> he's like, I, ca- I can't do it. Okay, and I will say, once on a eight, like an eight-hour road trip to the Black Hills, um, we listened to The Hobbit, and I gotta say, I don't. I think the narrator did a good job, but he did sing all the songs in that what? book, which is a lot of the songs. And <laughs> I would say it it became a lot after like the fourth hour, and we did listen to it twice because. <laughs> My dad, it like my dad was already halfway through it and it ended, and then he just started it over. And I was like, "You want us dead?" But at that time, you only had stuff like on CDs, and I he committed to the bit though, so I can't trash it too much. But sorry, what what have you been uh, what you been uh, reading, listening to? So through what Moira Quirk has narrated, I found um, "Of Fire and Stars" by Audrey Colthurst. And so it's narrated actually by Moira Quirk and somebody else who Libby's not letting me look at. Um, we will credit them in the description if you can't find it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I've. I've sometimes not included the audiobook narrator. That's okay. You don't have. But I, I like to. I like to. You know, include it when I get credit. But. Um, but it's, uh, it's, um, so a woman who is going to get married to this guy to unite their kingdoms. Cool. And, um, so she goes to the kingdom. She's going to live there now. They're going right. to get married. Uh, this kingdom is against magic. They see magic users as heretics. Oh, does she? She's got it? magic. Oh, shoot. That was, um, a bit of an oversight, maybe. Intentionally? Well, and, like... She found out that she had one, um, she had magic when she was little, and her mom was like, don't tell anybody, don't use it. It'll probably go away. And guess what? It that's doesn't. like, okay, that's on the mom then, but also like, why yeah. then would you, uh-oh. Yeah, and um, her magic's getting a little more volatile, and she's finding out that maybe she has more magic than she Oops. thought she did. And then she also has to learn how to ride a horse for the wedding ceremony. And so the prince's sister is going to teach her how to ride horses. Is she hot? And oh no, she's hot. Oh god. Kiss. Okay, that's like No, it's definitely it's a uh, like a a a a lesbian romance. Oh so, my god, that's so goodness. my alley. I love It's very good. I love like royal or like <sighs> Okay, love it so great. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. that's one. That's one really fun for me. I I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Shall we talk about not romance now? Hopefully, no romance this episode, right? We're actually gonna go uh, back to the daddy dark place I've because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. 
And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? forgot you called it that i wiped it from my mind because you said it we said it so you like snuck it in at the like 11th hour of the last episode can we got we gotta just call it um what did what did i say i said something different father the father forest yeah the father forest yeah but it's not just a forest it's a dark forest so the the, the faded faded as in no light, whatever. I know that isn't what faded means. Oh god. Okay, let's go to the daddy dark place. Can we just call it the triple D? <laughs> to not I don't want to say the word. I know it's like not inherently a sexualized word. No, it's the DDP. Daddy Dark Place. I'm calling it the triple D. But there's not three D's. There's only two D's. Place starts with a P, my guy. Oh, true. I feel like I feel, I feel like if I Google it, DDP is going to be something bad. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, no. I just said something for taxes. <laughs> Delivered duty pay. Or yoga. What's DDP okay. yoga? Uh, probably something totally taken away from what yoga actually is. Also, Diamond Dallas Page, an American okay. actor and retired We got to focus. Wrestler. We got to focus. Okay. So we're at the DDP. <laughs> we're at the DDP. Yeah, uh, Leaf Fool's looking into this clearing, and Tiger Star's eyes are still fixed on his sons. So I guess nobody noticed her scream. Oh, so she hasn't been spotted? No. That's good. I thought she was yeah. screwed, like, Maybe things just scream in this forest normally. I don't know. Honestly, if this is... Because none of her ancestors are here, so I don't know if, like, this... If only Tiger Star is here, maybe this is... A place he made like with his in his mind palace so maybe it is there are some screams because let's be real tiger star got got scary in his later years like i would say he started out kind of mischievous and like ooh, like conniving um and then he got kind of like kind of terrible kind of gross like like he killed a kid. He killed a kid. Killed a woman just to use her body blood. to lure dogs, and then also like was kind of like kind of basically was like, yeah, guys, let's make a big pile of blood and gore and stuff. Yeah. Let's just do make that. a big nasty pile. Like he didn't have to. Like he could have just taken over without that. Like yeah, that that was disturbing. Like that was a different level of. Let's remind everybody the amount of food we eat, so they're grateful that they're not hungry. Like oh yeah, Actually, like oh cool. Kind of I would there. Can't we just do a bone pile instead of a gore pile though? No, it was a bone pile, but you know it's not like they bleached the bones. Wish they would. Sorry if you hear a Hobbit yelling. He's hungry, That's okay. but he has to wait. Um, I. Which makes me concerned about Hawk Frost, who's currently right now kind of a uh, mostly annoying um, antagonist, but also has become somewhat entertaining, especially after the fiery, um, I know he didn't do the fiery lightning strike death part, but he did create Boy Island, um, which was pretty fun. Like, was like, you know, I was saying, I was like, ooh, he's like a fun bad guy now, Um you had a good time? But I am concerned about them taking lessons from this guy, especially, like, wow. Um, remember how last episode I was like, what is making, uh, like, uh, uh, Brambleclaw such a freak still? Like, why is he of such a dude? It's because he's been having, uh, nightly liaisons with two of the worst guys, uh, alive and dead. Yeah. Like, where's, where's, um, who was the other crappy dude, one who poisoned a kid? Darkstripe? Yeah, where's Darkstripe? Let's, like, finish, like, let's just get all the worst nasty dudes over here. But I think, like... You want all the worst nasty dudes in one place? Not really. And also, I don't know what the conditions are for, like, the, the DDP. Um, so I don't know if, like, 
<laughs> since like Tiger Star obviously maybe must have been cast out of uh Star Clan or just wasn't allowed entry. I don't know in that case they're like given an isolated bad bad guy forest, but is it individual or <laughs> is it just so big they can't find each other? Anyway, what's happening? <laughs> So Leaf was here wondering, had he called them here while they yes. slept? Like Starkland calls her to walk in You got it, girly. Wow. Ten out of ten. This was someplace Leafpool had never been before. I... A place of endless night where living cats never set paw. Until now, I guess. Yeah, and, and maybe for the past couple weeks. Well, Tigerstar is telling his sons that courage matters more than anything. And for them to remember that when they're leaders. Oh. Courage in battle is important, but he means the courage to deal with their own clan. They must accept their orders, and if they question them, back them up with tooth and claw. Oh, this is... These are bad lessons. I It, like, it kind of uh, led me in there. I was like, okay, courage isn't a bad thing. Oh, this is... Nope, this is indoctrination. Got it. Yeah. It's kind of like, um... I was talking about cults with some friends and in particular, like the Freemasons, when I was first learning about them, I was like, oh, okay. And then you get farther in and you're like, mm, racism, blatant, so much, so much racism. Never mind. There were like a couple cool things and then you guys lost me entirely. Mm. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's a lot of like extremist groups. <laughs> They, they start off like, okay, these are things I could, I understand why people value this. Uh-oh. 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 We're, uh-oh. <laughs> Lizard people? Really? Mm, ooh, ooh anti-Semitism? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Hang on, dog whistles? I gotta go. Leafpool is, like, in disbelief. Because Firestar would never attack a member of his clan, even if they disagreed with him. And boy, do they disagree with him. Yeah. Like, constantly. All the time. Mousefur is in retirement, and she has not let that stop her. No. She's like, you will hear. You will hear. Yeah. She's like, now I have all day to sit and yell at you. Mm-hmm. I have made a list. It has. It definitely has. Uh, bullet points. And footnotes, baby. This is my retirement plan. Well, Tiger Star continues. He says weakness is dangerous. They must hide their doubts. Or better yet, don't have doubts at all. Oh. They must always be certain what they're doing is right. I'm looking at, I'm just looking at, um, uh, Brambleclaw being like, yeah, dude, just don't have doubts. You, in particular, don't have any. Brambleclaw, I need you to have like more doubts than ever in your life before, especially in this moment. Please. Because I'm Please. actually suddenly very disappointed that the most doubtful boy ever has just decided, hmm, I'm done doing that. But in particular around my evil dead dad. Leafpool wonders if this is how Tigerstar felt when he murdered Redtail, when he plotted to kill Bluestar. Did he have no doubts when he led a pack of dogs to ThunderClan camp for revenge? When he brought BloodClan to the forest? Had he been completely sure everything he did was right? Maybe not right, but he thought it'd be cool. Was the part... I can't remember. Was the red heart part... Was that the part that was, like, retroly actively done? Uh, which one? Oh, Redtail? Yeah, red tail. Sorry, red tail. Wait, what part about red tail? That he killed him. I thought it was an accident. Oh no, this was red tail killing Oakheart. Was an accident. Tiger Star did kill Red Tail in cold blood. Hey, and none of that was retroactively changed. Okay, so it was so Tiger Star in the original series in the first book came back to camp and said, um. Oakheart killed Redtail, so I killed Oakheart in return. Here's Redtail's body. So yeah. he said, but really what happened is that, and and Firestar was going to tell, trying to tell Bluestar that Redtail killed Oakheart, and then Tigerstar killed Redtail, and Bluestar was like, no, 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 Redtail would never 
kill Okart. Redtail would never. He's too honorable a warrior to ever kill another deputy. But what happened was that Okart died in a rock slide. So Redtail never actually killed him. He, it was kind of an accident. And then right. Tiger Star killed. So Okart was dead before Redtail was. Was the whole thing. But then there was yeah. a book that had Redtail actually kill Okart with his claws. And it was like, they couldn't have had a whole any more book about this. Huh? Yeah. No wonder I was like, I gotta have you retold this story every right. time it comes up. I'm sorry, but... No, it's okay. It's very frustrating. Okay. But I think I but... I think I understand. But at the end Go of the on. day, Tiger Star did kill Redtail. Yes. No accident. Yeah, that, and that's the most important part. <laughs> yeah. Hawkfrost's eyes are fixed on his father's, drinking in every word. Yeah. Leafpool can't see Brambleclaw's face, but his ears were pricked. And icy claws grip Leafpool's heart. Tigerstar is training his sons, like a warrior preparing an apprentice for battle. He's trying to turn them into the murderous tyrant that he was in life. Indoctrination, indoctrination, this is not good. Brambleclaw asks how they become leaders. He doesn't think Firestar will ever make him deputy. He hasn't even had an apprentice yet. Tigerstar bristles. He asks Brambleclaw <laughs> if he expects mice to jump into his jaws when he hunts. He needs to scent the prey, stalk it, pounce. Power won't come to him unless he seeks it. Brambleclaw mutters something that Leafpool doesn't catch and Tigerstar's fur lays flat. Tigerstar tells his sons not to worry. They both have the true spirit of warriors. He knows they'll succeed if they follow his paw steps closely. Uh. Hawkfrost leaps to his paws. We will. We'll do whatever you tell us. And his enthusiasm chills Leafpool. Yeah, wow. What a nerd. What a brown noser. Yes, daddy. Yes, papa. I will become a tyrant. Like, you are so lame. Get a better backstory. You're doing this to impress a dude that was never there for you in life and then and is dead. Like, wow. (laughs) That's not get you a girlfriend or a boyfriend or any sort of tail dude. Um, And if you don't want that, even lamer. Not that you don't want it, but that your only reason to do this is for your dead dad. Maybe he needs a child. Somebody give, not not like a, like something to care about that's not himself. He needs like a hobby. Like maybe give him like, I don't know, a pet snail. Yeah. You know, maybe not like a full like cat child no, but that he can mess up. Here, this is your son now. The uh, Snail foot. Yeah. Keep this snail happy. He's like, how do I know if it's happy? You gotta figure that out, dude. Like, I think that's a better, like, or, like, I don't know, maybe a a beautification. Let's learn how to plant flowers. Um, Let's get, let's get moss. Like, why do... Let's decorate our dens. Yeah. You know, when we went to SkyClan, that place looked so cool. Like, they had some legitimate decorations. I think, I think we should try that. Like, yeah. I mean... Uh, obviously, in ThunderClan, they have op- they have limestone probably everywhere. That's pretty easy to etch into. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's a limestone mine. I'm only saying that because the only quarry I've ever been to, it was a limestone one. Um, but, hey, uh, I'm sure that uh, RiverClan has, has so much opportunity for beautification. Shells. <gasps> Shells. Oh my gosh. Dude. Oh my god. You know what? If only they had, like, um, body modifications. Because I feel like Hawkfrost should have been, like, a piercer or tattooist. Like, yeah. he- is that, he... What, is that what he does at the mall? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> no, he works at Hot Topic. But, like, you know, if you're so into angst and causing pain, like, why not find a way to do it consensually and people get a cool tattoo or piercing out of it? Well, and the thing is, it's like, okay, Hawkfrost never met his dad in life. Right. Maybe that's why. Maybe he has abandonment things. I And that's why I can, like, I, I can't really, I can't forgive any, all the bad things that Hawkfrost does. But, you know, like, I can forgive, I, I can kind of, I can understand him looking to his father. Be like, I must impress this. Yeah. Because he's obviously gotten, like, a mythical version of him. I'm sure the other cats, when they do talk about him in... Because, 
in River Clan, they're probably super ashamed of what happened with Blood Clan. Oh yeah. So they probably when they do talk about it, it's like like in hushed whispers. Like they're not like proud. Yeah. So and then I don't like we kind of got a glimpse of what he heard from his mom. So man, he's he's got a really weird idea. Yeah, but uh, but the but the problem is. Maybe, I mean, here's the thing, though, like, not to get too deep and not to, like, I'm not trying to, like, this was written so long ago, but, like, folks who fall down the pipeline of bad things, you know, they're not always starting with, like, yes, cool, terrible things. Like, they know terrible things happen. Like, they know these people have done terrible things, but I think maybe just this constant exposure has maybe warped his view. And honestly... No, yeah. We have talked about he's been very traumatized. Is it... Is it great? Like, this is how his story went. But, like, maybe if the interpretation is he was really traumatized and he wasn't getting, like... His relationship was failing. His leader didn't trust him anymore. Yeah, I mean... Just... And he had just been through, like, this awesome thing where he was the best dude. And then he kind of was floundering. And I honestly think he is being taken advantage of like maybe there's a reason why yes if this is something tiger star was planning he was obviously like oh cool hawk frost looks so malleable this kid though he has no one right now he doesn't have his girlfriend anymore i think he doesn't have really firestar anymore and he doesn't have any friends like let's be real he does not have a lot of friends in thunder clan no, he hasn't really made himself very friendly lately. No. And he just went from, like, basically being a mini leader to mm, now you're just a normal warrior, dude. So I think he got a taste of that. And he's kind of scrambling to find purpose. And that's why Tiger Star yeah. and whatever weird alternate star clan this is, the DDP, was like, <laughs> all right, better strike while the iron's hot. So, yeah, that I, th and we've already discussed like his, like character growth where the whole thing with Firestar, I think yeah. I've agreed now that it's obviously that was Firestar. So Firestar's not worried about this. So Firestar's yeah. not checking in on him in the same way he was. <laughs> Firestar's like, we took care of this, right? Yeah. Later. Right. When it's like. No, dude, everyone, like, I know you're so, 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 so very, very busy and you have so much to do, but maybe, like, do check in. But it's hilarious that Firestar's like, mm, check that off the list. Never gonna, never gonna acknowledge that again. Hawk Frost enthusiastic. He's ready. And Leafpool's wondering, what would this bloodthirsty cat command his sons to do? And also, in the knowledge of the fact that Bramblecloth has seen those terrible things that Tiger started. He's also seen some terrible other things that other clans have done now. And yeah. has seen some unhinged stuff, just, like, in general. Yeah, but, so, I mean, I don't know. Me yeah, no, I understand. I understand that it's pretty... It is... I would say it is... I do blame him for, like... Yeah, I'm a little more disappointed. I Like, I can... Yeah. I could forgive Hawkfrost this if he if he decided to turn this around eventually. Yeah. But... But Bramble Claw, I'm kind of like, like, could you have at least, like, talked to somebody about this? Like, you know. Yeah. Your mom's still there. Your mom went through this. Yeah. She was betrayed by him more so, in a yeah. way. Anyway. Leafpool shrinks back, and although she is sure she didn't make a sound, Tiger Star swings his head and peers into the Oop. shadows where she was hiding. Oop. Terrified. Is she gray? Huh? What color is she? She's brown. Oh, thank God. She doesn't look like no. her dad. Well, no, no, no. That's squ Squirrel Flight's the red, our red gal. Yeah, I always forget if she's like like a, a, a lighter modeled red or not. She looks more like princess. So she's like, right. a, she's like a brown tabby with, with a little white top. Good thing. That's a cat that's designed to blend in. <sighs> Terrified, Leafpool turns to some fleas. She braces herself for the pursuit for a massive paw grabbing her throat. There are no paths out of the dark forest. Trees stretch endlessly. There's no sound of life, 
no sign of anything living had ever trodden this ground. Where is she? Wow. What had brought her to a place where Starclan had never set paw? A place where the spirit of a murderous traitor could call his sons to him in their dreams. Leafful didn't look where she was going. Starclan designed this? Like, a forest with nothing, with no prey is nothing to do. Yeah. But apparently you have enough control over it that you can call upon people. That's funky. I guess maybe he figured it out. Yeah, I mean, if you have nothing to do but be like, mm, I'm upset. He would do this, though. Even if no other cat has ever done this in, like, the history of, like, the clans, he would. He would be that guy who just, like, oh, get a hobby. Take up knitting. Knit this glowing fungus together, please. Right. You're dead now. Like, you you know what agriculture... Like, you probably know more things. Maybe... Oh, but maybe Starkland decided you don't get to know things. <laughs> you don't get to know the stats after you die. You don't get to know how many poops you've taken. I don't think they die and learn agriculture. Yeah, obviously not. He's in the bad place. <laughs> oh, okay. All the other cats are like, oh, that would have been so useful. Just kidding. They would have passed that on then to the clans by now. You're right. They don't get to learn agriculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leafful didn't look where she was going, and suddenly the ground gave way under her paws. Oh. She yowls as her body hits the ground, and the breath is knocked out of her. Just like that, she yelled the way I yelled. <laughs> Her eyes fly open and she lets out a gasp of terror. A large tabby head is a mouth's length away from hers. Amber eyes staring down at her. Are you okay? Brambleclaw asks. Oh, God! Leafful sits up. She's in her nest outside of Cinderpelt's den. Dawn is seeping into the sky above. Uh. Leafful? Brambleclaw's concerned. You better only be here to talk to the the medicine cat if you are here to do anything else i don't you're the last person i wanted to see he looks like he just woke up um and he asked if she's okay he heard her cry out leafful tells him she's fine looking up at him with uncertainty had he come to tell her that he'd seen her in his dream but brambleclaw yawns and tells her that firestar is choosing cats to go to the gathering and he asks if she's fit to come. Relief sweeps through her. If Brambleclaw had the same dream, he didn't see her. But that relief fades. Did he choose to visit his father in the dark forest? Leafful feels shaky, but is determined to hide it. She says she's fine, and to tell Firestar that she'll come, Brambleclaw dips his head and backs away, and Leafful breathes to calm herself and grooms her fur. She had forgotten the gathering was tonight. And she's prickling with fear. But she wants to see Hawkfrost and Brambleclaw together. Would they give anything away? Probably, they're dumb. How often had Tigerstar called them to his dreams? And there's no cat leaf fool can ask for advice. Firestar and Cinderpelt take her dreams from Starkland very seriously. But this dream was different. She didn't dare tell them. Nah, nah girl, no, 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 no. This is like the one time you definitely, definitely should. But she's terrified of what it could mean. She had never heard of any medicine cat walking where she had walked. Oh. And she had never felt farther from her warrior ancestors than she had in that forest. If she lost touch with them, would she be forced to wander that dark place and never find the light? This is... God, I can't believe Tyra Star is ruining two people's lives right now. Right. Because this is feeding into her insecurities about her position. Yep. And that's going to drive her into the arms of Crowfeather. Would you hit me with a cat back? It's not really Crowfeather's fault. <laughs> yes. I will hit you with a cat fact. Please. Ooh, welcome back, dearest listeners, to our homely haunted house, where all the cool cats hang out and are perhaps not the most lively bunch. But as we draw closer to... Uh, Halloween, join me, Severed Tongue, and Undead Heart for Cat Facts, Paranormal Captivity. So, we're headed to the coast of the suitably named Lake Erie. 
in Fairport Harbor, oh. Ohio. Ohio. To the Fairport Harbor Lighthouse. Ohio. Yeah, Ohio. Originally built in 1925, the lighthouse has a storied past. While serving the purpose of keeping sailors safe on the fourth largest lake of the Great Lakes, um, it also became one of the last stops in the Underground Railroad, where uh, Black American slaves would flee from slavery and they would take refuge in the lighthouse keeper's basement before being sailed to Canada to freedom. As the citizens, the lighthouse keepers, and the sailors all coordinated this effort, um, as uh, the Fairport uh, f- uh, folk were staunchly anti-slavery and worked against the fugitive slave law of the 1850s, um, where technically if a slave escapes, they are supposed to be returned. But they were like, no, 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 they're going to Canada. <laughs> so you can never, ever see them again. Um, no, we're not going to do that. We are actually uh, going to be focusing on a more... I would say, a supernatural and feline incident that occurred in this lighthouse. Um, The story goes, in 1971, um, after the uh, lighthouse and the um, lighthouse keeper's house were rebuilt, um, after some, like, it was just kind of falling apart, they built it back up, um, Captain Joseph Babcock took over as the head keeper of the Fairport Harbor Lighthouse. Uh, Quick layout, there's like, Uh, Photos of this in the links I'm going to share, but this lighthouse has a 60-foot tower for the lighthouse and a two-story house next to it where the keeper's family and the assistant keepers lived. Um, Babcock's wife, who was unnamed in all the sources I found, yeah, um, there might be more in, like, local archives, but I could not find it. Oh, come on. She was an ill woman um, who uh, was bedridden to the second floor where he stayed. Um, and to comfort his wife and to keep her company, Babcock would bring her cats, um, to keep his pets and have them hang out. I'm like, wow, what a great husband. Like, um. What a great husband. And the story goes. If I had to have a husband, I'd want him to at least bring me cats. Yes. Uh, the story goes that (laughs) she eventually passed away and most of the cats left to do whatever cats in the 1800s did. Uh, probably went on to ships to become mousers. Um, except for one gray cat that seemingly stayed. Um, maybe to keep Mr. Babcock company. Um, But this cat eventually, too, disappeared. Um, The lighthouse eventually fell into even further disrepair. And in 1945, the U.S. Coast Guard planned to demolish the tower and just use the lighthouse only, just like have people stay there, you know, personnel, and maybe kind of make it a barracks place. Um, But citizens of the town fought against uh, this. They wanted to keep the lighthouse intact. And they actually did a writer a letter writing campaign um, because they're like, no, we love this lighthouse. It adds so much to the scenery. It's so historically significant. You know, it was part of the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. eventually the Coast Guard conceded and, and they gave over the ownership to the citizens of Fairport Harbor. Uh, due to that, the lighthouse, like, it was no longer, um, like, operational as, like, an actual lighthouse. They had replaced the lights around, like, the 1920s, sort of, to, like not actually you know do what lighthouses do it's more of a yeah it's just kind of there which is why the coast guard was going to get rid of the tower entirely um but the locals uh decided that they would make it a museum um you know dedicated to all of the history of their town and of course of the lighthouse um yeah museum creators actually would live in the lighthouse um and i believe probably still do um in particular uh pamela uh, pamela brent Um, who I know was the curator in 2001, um, would note that while living in the lighthouse, she would sometimes see, like, a gray cat, like, wisping around before fully, like, being able to, like, actually catch sight of it. Um, She said she would hear it, like, skittering across the kitchen floor, like, playing, and said, like, on on one distinct time, she remembers sleeping in bed and felt, like, the distinct weight of a cat, like, jumping up and being on her when she was asleep. Um, Which is weird, because, like, I've had that feeling sometimes where I'm, like, definitely sure Hobbit has jumped up into bed, and then I look up and he's not there, and I'm like, ugh. So, um, so, you know, and apparently like some volunteers at the lighthouse at the museum were like, yeah, sometimes get like creepy feelings. I get like this eerie, spooky, like I get this eerie feeling, you know, uh, funny we're by, we're by Lake Erie, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like known. All right. Maybe this place is like a little bit haunted, um, maybe specifically with a cat. <laughs> um, okay. And around 2001, uh, like, these were stories folks knew, and it's like, ah, whatever. But then around 2001, 
the museum needed to install air conditioning units. It was obviously it's a, a like centuries old building at this point. Yeah, we need to modernize it. Um, and a worker shimmied into the, the crawl space in the basement oh. to get to work on this process. Um, obviously not a comfortable thing, but I can't imagine this worker felt more comfortable when they realized their head was resting on a mummified uh, cat body. <gasps> oh, a no. gray cat body. Oh. So this cat was found in the crawl space. They believed it may have been there when it was renovated. Um, I couldn't find like confirmation of how old these remains were. Um, like a lot of this story, like it is like Joseph Babcock is listed as one of the keepers of lighthouse. He actually did it twice. Um, yeah. Because like there was a guy who took over after as a headlight keeper. That man passed away. He took over after that and like eventually retired. Like, okay. This dude was definitely there. The the and the museum curators are the one who found out about the wife who kept cats, and okay. so like you know maybe some parts of the story like maybe are you know a bit here and there, but uh, Pamela Brent, um, you know she believes personally that you know ghosts are real and that lighthouses in particular are safe havens for ghosts that are trying to find their way, oh, and sweet. maybe that's why the cat stuck around. Um, I did see, like, um, a lot of the articles uh, that I found were, like, copy-pasted, like, f from whatever they were written in on, like, the website's museum. Um, and it, it said, like, at one point the remains, like, were kept in a cardboard box and, like, were viewable um, by people. Oh. Um, I, looking on the website now, um, I don't know if that's still the case. Um Okay. It's it's obviously a smaller museum because it's literally like just in a house, um, but yeah. you know you can go to this museum still. Uh, apparently, this last season was really great for them. Um, they still get oh. a lot of visitors. Um, and yeah, if you're ever on the coast of of Lake Erie and you want to see a possibly uh, haunted lighthouse, um, they would love to have you. Uh, I will have all of the information listed in there, but. Yeah, they have a, uh, definitely visit their website. It has a little graphic of the goat cat story when you're, uh, oh. sir, but you, you go over it and the eyes like light up as you click on Ooh. it to hear the story of the ghost cat. Um, That's fun. Yeah. And it, it was reported on a couple of different places. Uh, I mainly was only able to find like local coverage, but yeah, pretty famous ghost cat there. Spooky. Yeah. And, and I thought it was a pretty sweet story and, and a cool place. I was like trying to find more about the history and I was like, wow, this is, a, I'm glad they didn't destroy this lighthouse. Um, cause yeah. darn, it was really important. I would say to American history. And gosh, that's so scary finding it. I know that, and that like, it's, oh, like no. that happened in 2001. So like that part is oh. definitely real. And like they, I, I think it was the reason they dug into it is because they're like, whose cat is this? Like, why has this cat been here for so long? And then they found out about the the wife who kept cats. That's um, pretty cool. In some sources, it said that she kept the cats. But, like, on the website, it says that they were gifts from the husband. So, yeah. I yeah. I, I tried to find out more. And I, I just, I, I'm imagining her name might be lost to time because I did get it from the website of the lighthouse. Yeah. And since they do keep a lot of historical records, I imagine that part. Un unfortunately, some folks' names were just, especially yeah. women's names, just sometimes weren't capped. Yeah. Um, but, right. uh, yeah. You ready? Yes. I really hope that Bramclaw is about to take a couple steps and be like, all right, uh, while you do that, I'm going to talk to um the medicine cat because i've been having some crazy dreams and i feel weird going to the leader about it because i've had sort of a weird relationship with him but i can definitely talk to the medicine cat about these things right right the medicine cat who's like sister i used to date we're like kind of buds right no no, no not her uh cinderpelt oh i think he'd be more likely i feel like he'd be more likely to go to leaf pool really just because i don't know they're similar in age i guess honestly he's smack dab between the two I genuinely uh, just want him to talk to anyone. That's fair. Well, he doesn't. It'd be really, it'd be really wild if he did t talk to, like, just loaded this all onto Leafpool right now. And Leafpool's like, this is completely unrelated, but can I tell you about Crowfeather? <laughs> we just, like, can work this out together. We're both a That'd be, honestly, that's the good AU. Like, that's the, like, hey, I've been keeping secrets. We're both a couple troubled tabbies. Like, let's. 
Oh my god, I've been keeping a secret too. Do you feel unstable in your position in the clan? Oh my god. <gasps> they could become just really good friends. Yes. Oh my god. And like they, they could just support each other. Yeah. And like he it would help him maybe get some resolution with his failed relationship. Cause like I know eventually Squirrel Paw Squirrel Flight's gonna be like, why are you hanging out with this clown? And she's She's like, hey. But, like, maybe Leafpool can help him not be as much of a tool That's to what her. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Where, where he, he, she would eventually ha- go to him and be like, hey, man, if we're going to, like, continue being friends, you need to, like, stop treating my sister like hot garbage. I know you have problems with yeah. her, but I don't care. I need what- you to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop talking with your evil dad, and I need you to stop being a tool to my sister. Let's work on these things. Yeah, like, those are the two requirements. And he's like, cool, cool. You need to stop seeing Crowfeather. Oh, that's a big ask, but... And you need to feel more confident in your position, and I'm gonna help you with that. And she's like, are you qualified? And he's like, we'll find out. Yeah, he's like, I've never tried to do this before, but I guess if, I, if I'm if i gonna become a cat who deserves an apprentice, I better start practicing. Yeah. Like, I want to I wanna prove that I deserve to be a deputy one day. I, I He's like, hi, I can't be deputy. Look, I'm, I helped your daughter become emotionally stable. Squirrel flight? No, no, no. I definitely messed up that one. <laughs> the other one, Leafpool. Leafpool has problems? Oh my god, see, this is actually maybe the root oh my, of her yeah. problems. <laughs> Not anymore, I, I fixed them. Yeah, I did so good. Give me a child. I could raise a kid. Yeah, give me one, please. Please. Alright, well, Leafpool won't be sleeping again. That's for sure. So, she goes off to find some herbs. New Leaf is bringing birdsong and the swelling of buds in the trees, and it couldn't be more different than the place she had been in her dream. But she can't shake the terror. She braces herself as she comes to the ominous abandoned two-leg nest where she knows forage grows. But she pads more boldly onward. For what was there to fear here? For a cat who had walked in Tiger Star's forest. She's like, I've been to the worst place. Come at me. <laughs> and you know what? Whatever. <laughs> yep. I'm not scared of anything anymore. This is maybe not a great thing for me. Well, on her way back, she hears noises at the training clearing. Cloudtail is standing over Daisy, his ears pricked. No, he's telling her. You have to hit me hard. Daisy blinks at him. She doesn't want to hurt him. (laughs) Cloudtail assures her that she will not. Daisy looks doubtful, but runs at him and flashes a paw out. Cloudtail dodges and hooks Daisy's paws out from under her, and she lands on a tangle of limbs and tail. She wails, that wasn't fair. He never told her he was going to do that. Cloudtail's amused. Does she think cats in the thick of battle are going to tell her what they're doing? Daisy says she'll never need to fight. Cloudtail's gaze is serious now. She might have to. She needs to know how to defend herself. Otherwise, she could get really hurt. So Daisy says, all right, he can show her again. And Leafpool thinks that Cloudtail has a tough task ahead of him. Daisy doesn't seem to have any fighting instinct at all. But he seems willing to teach her. And he had helped Brightheart learn a new way of fighting and hunting after she was attacked by a dog. So maybe he'd be able to teach Daisy to become a warrior, too. Yeah, I can't believe that there hasn't been, like, other... I, I mean, the medicine cats do kind of, like, learn how to defend themselves a bit. But, like, I can't help to believe there hasn't been, like, a, at least a couple warriors that maybe weren't super enthusiastic. Like, come on. Oh, no, definitely. Well, thinking of Brightheart, Leafpool wants to get back to the camp. She doesn't like how she was taking over all of her medicine duties. No one said that. That's abs- that is not happening. By the time Leafpool returns, more cats that are That is up. a delusion. But it's Brightheart, not Cinderpelt, in the medicine den. Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> Forage, Brightheart says. Thank you, Leafpool. We barely have any left. Leafpool puts down her mouthful, and Brightheart takes some stalks and hurries towards the elder's den. It's like being mad at a coworker for answering a couple emails they were CC'd on while you were out for a week. It's like, hey guys, I'm gonna leave the office. Said, no one, no one do anything. Let this office burn to the ground while I'm gone, rather than anybody helping. Like, girl, 
And also, they don't let Brightheart do a lot. She can help. Leafpool hisses in annoyance. They're really ableist here. So, well, we'll talk more about this. Well, Leafpool hisses in annoyance and swipes at the nearest bramble. Brightheart is acting like she's the menacing cat and Leafpool is just her helper. Okay, well, that's a little bit of a stretch. I guess Leafpool's like, I'm a full doctor now. That's debatable. Cinderpal comes out of her den and asks what's the matter. Leafpool mutters that there are just too many medicine cats around here. Cinderpelt's eyes hold wisdom and compassion, and something else that Leafpool couldn't name. There's three people. Cinderpelt tells her to be patient with Brightheart. Oh. Everything has changed for her. More quietly, she adds, The greatest gift they can ask for is the courage to accept what StarClan sends us, however hard it seems. Leafpool is surprised to see a flash of sadness in her face. She wants to ask, but is afraid of the answer. Pretty dumb of you to, like, not put this together. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I know she's probably putting it together, but also, like, her not to guess. Like, hmm, I wonder why Cinderpelt might be a bit fond or at least, like, want to help Brightheart out. Her sister? Hmm. 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 Right? This is her sister. And also, the two of them have both had life-changing incidents that not only changed what they physically could do, but how everyone else viewed them. Yes. They, they, so they're sisters, which means that they're littermates. They, you know, they were born together. They both had... They both had these, you know, life-changing injuries happen to them. And Cinderpelt, because this was book five, Yellowfang was dead by then. So Cinderpelt was the one who was nursing her sister back to health. You know, they spent a lot of time in the medicine den together. Like, Brightheart probably just picked up on some of that stuff. And for a while, they didn't, like, think she could be a warrior, you know? Like, it's very possible she was prepping herself to, you know, basically become a medicine cat. Yeah, you know, like, it, it... you know, she, she was basically going to have to go to the Elder's Den, but maybe she was like, I, like, yeah. I can't, like, I can't. Well, is she talking about Brightheart, or is she trying to tell Leafpool that she wasn't needed anymore? Oh my god! Uh. What? You and Brambleclaw actually should hang out more, because you guys <laughs> do have something like, and it's interpreting things in the most least, in the least charitable way possible. Yeah. No, the sister of the girl, the two sisters, the two disabled sisters who have been told by the entire clan that you no longer are useful to us. You might as well roll over and die. Do you think her saying, hey, please be patient with my sister who has been like deeply traumatized in not only the same ways you have, but also been told by everyone she loves except for her literal husband that she is no longer like worth anything to them and me who was told that like as a kid like oh no i'm i'm i just whoa hey leafpool you can't be an ableist and a doctor i know it happens all the time i know I, but that you can't be a good doctor that's right sure. like oh and i i will state like like, I'm disabled. I'm mentally disabled, I would say. Like, I mean, not everyone views ADHD as a disability, but some people do. Um, but... But it impedes lives. Yeah, I'm just gonna it, say... You know, it has an effect. If there's any folks who are physically disabled, um, and if anything I say or is said here, I'm trying to say in good faith, but do feel free to let us know if we cross any lines. I'm just... I'm super annoyed. We know. We know warrior cats... Warrior Cats has a history of not really doing a great job on this front. So we're going to try to call them out when they're bad in the best way we can. And I don't know. I'm sure there's resources that have been written by folks who are physically disabled who have written about this. Um, Yeah, I can probably dig dig into that. We're going to have more of these issues come up. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I... I know in the past we've tried to share resources when these issues have come up to people so they can, you know, go further and continue to educate themselves as we both do. So just... Yeah. But there's probably going to be some resources once we get uh, farther down the line. There's going to yeah. be some more... I, I would say we're two white, able-bodied women who are, you know, doing our best to call this out without overstepping. Yes. So, so if we do fuck up, if we do mess up, this is an open forum. Please let us know. You 
wcwitcast at gmail.com or our, our Instagram or, or Twitters are open for any sort of message. Cinderpelt disappears back into her den before Leaf Pool can say anything. Cloudtail pushes his way into camp with Daisy behind him. Her kits sprang up and threw themselves onto Cloudtail, who toppled over and wrestled with them playfully. And she just punches them with the fury of a thousand suns that she's been learned, that she's just taught, that she just learned. Oh, Daisy. <laughs> Sorry, I just, grammar just like went away from me for a second there. He's really good with them. Brightheart had returned. She stood, staring at her mate with a wistful look. She says he'll be a fantastic mentor. He was so patient with her when she was injured. Yeah, you see you see what everybody else is seeing? Yeah. Leafpool feels an unexpected stab of sympathy for Brightheart. I don't know why it's unexpected, you freak. What is wrong with you? Maybe Cinderpelt was right, and Brightheart had more changes to get used to than any of them. Hmm. Oh my god. It's Sherlock. You've cracked the case. It can't be easy for her to watch Cloudtail spend so much time with Daisy and her kits. Well, well, that's a kind of a weird way to word it, because he has had a kit with her. What? Do you, what? Wait, what are you talking about? This is just a weird way for Leafpool to be like, oh wow, you're jealous of him hanging out with another woman who's able-bodied. Oh yeah. Wait. We have a problem with ab- ableism. Like, I, it's weird that this comes yeah. to her in, like, the sort of the, the the viewpoint of, oh, my God, I wouldn't want Crowfeather to hang out with some girl if I broke my leg. Like, rather than, wait, this is, like, super wrong that I treated, um, that I, like, sort of, she didn't treat her badly, but that I assumed these things about her. Like, I just, you know what? Yeah. But She's got the spirit. It was a weird way to come to that conclusion, but she's she's kind of getting there. Keep going, girl. But that sympathy dissolves when Mousefur comes up to speak with Brightheart. Why? Mousefur asked Brightheart for some poppy seeds. The fever has kept her up the past two nights. Brightheart says she wasn't sure Mousefur should have poppy seeds along with all the borage. She says they can ask Cinderpelt if she has anything better. And Leafpool is left staring after them with frustrated disbelief. Who was the medicine cat around here? Mousefur completes to everyone. If they had asked her, she would have suggested chewing a dandelion leaf instead of poppy seeds. But they acted as if Leafpool wasn't even there. Hey girl, speak up. You, no one, like, you could have interjected. Like, no one was stopping you. I know that you, Bramble, uh, you and Bramblecott, once again, so much alike, apparently think that if two people are talking... Um, there's no way to interrupt that isn't rude, but, um, like, you could have said, oh, hey, that's a great idea, uh, Brightheart. However, I would suggest, like, there, see how easy that was? See how easy that was to, um, reinstate your position and also, like, not have to, like, view Brightheart as some, like, weird interloper because she's super not. Also, maybe Brightheart... Maybe Mousefur was kind of comfortable uh, approaching Brightheart because, one, maybe she didn't see you. You've been gone for a couple of days. She's an old lady. Also, they probably hung out because uh, they... I don't know. Mousefur didn't retire at the same time. She was kind of, like, almost... Sad. No. But, like, it's really not that weird. No. She's, it, she's an old lady in pain. She's going to find the first person she sees outside the doctor's office. And if one of them is a volunteer nurse versus an actual nurse, my God, it's not a slight against <sighs> you that she talked to the volunteer nurse first. Although, then I guess we got to see Leafpool, who's feeling like, oh, maybe God has left her. And But, 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 but Leafpool hasn't talked to anyone about this. Leafpool- yeah. I know, I know. But yeah. Like, she literally is, like, yes, she's like a fully-fledged medicine cat, but her mentor is right there. If she's, like, having doubts, it's not like she's ha- is, like, in the dark place with no one else around. She has so many people she could talk to about this. She could talk to her sister. Hey, I think I was in hell. Hell? Like, and this has nothing even to do with Crowfeather. Like, I I understand why she's scared. I mean, she thinks, yeah, she thinks it might be punishment for that. Why would you not then talk to the more experienced medicine cat 
who could say, whoa, that's never happened. Or honestly, she might say, whoa, wait a minute. I've heard stories of this happening. Da da da. That we have, did you not know we have a cat hell? Um, like, no, you know what Leafpool's problem is? She really is, is too smart for her own good. She thinks she's a know-it-all. She thinks that her conclusion yeah. is the only conclusion possible. She, like, she is a bit of a know-it-all. And I, I that's kind of, I hate that term because, like, any woman who is intelligent has been called that. However, I would yeah. say her, like, main fault is just being, like, I'm very skilled. I'm very, like, good at what I do. Therefore, if, like, I am, I must be under- Before she was saying that she is too afraid to tell them because she's afraid that they'll, like, condemn her. So she's scared. I know she's scared, but her sister and her mentor, the two people who've, like, rarely, if ever, have, even when she's been in the wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not really that we've seen, but I got to imagine. Yeah. I, 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 okay, yes. Lee Fool, you're having a hard time. Yeah. You're you're being pretty ableist, though, and also weirdly insensitive. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I I don't, and and on it, but okay, but wait, wait a minute. What she doesn't have to talk about the crow feather thing, she doesn't have to talk about the hell thing. She doesn't have to talk about these other things. You know what she could do? Hey, why is Brightheart around so much? Well, maybe Cinderpelt would make Brightheart a medicine apprentice, but Leafpool is still her apprentice. She may have her full name, but she'll continue to learn from Cinderpelt for many more seasons. She's never heard of a medicine cat having two apprentices. Besides, she thinks, Brightheart has a mate and a kid. She can't be a medicine cat, right? Leafpool feels as if a huge stone had settled in her belly. And she thinks that maybe this is a sign from StarClan after all. A sign that she's not needed in ThunderClan. We're about to make bad decision. We just reached bad decision o'clock, didn't we? Bad ideas. Uh-oh. I feel like we're... Yep. About to make some bad choices after these bad ideas. Probably. Well, folks, if you would like to share your bad ideas and bad decisions, uh, you can let us know. Well, hey, make a good decision and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WCWITCast. Yeah, that's a better idea. Um, and if you want to share with us your good ideas and good decisions, uh, you can email us directly at WCWITCast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want the best idea ever, share this episode with a friend. Say, hey, they talk about ableism and also some other stuff. They decide to not say Daddy Dark Place as much. Um, 